Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Hey, it's Nick from the Talk and Power podcast. This is a special podcast we're bringing to you live from all four day down here at Steel Blue Oval. Shortly we'll be catching up with Paul Lloyd, co-chairman of the All Four Day Committee. Straight after him we'll be catching up with Kevin Otway, CEO of Warrior Racing, and he tells us about the work that they're doing with return servicemen and women. After that we'll also be catching up with a few of the entrants that had their cars on display on the Talk and Power stand. We really appreciated their time. So catch up with Rob Harvey of Monster Talk with his FG Falcon, the record-holding Falcon at Race Wars. We also catch up with Anton Aquilia. He talks us through his XD Falcon and also Bruno Tartaglia with his XYGT. So we're really looking forward to this podcast. Uh, sit back and relax and uh, we'll get started. Okay, Talking Power podcast. Uh, we are at the All Ford Day. This is the All Ford Day special podcast. And I'm here with co-chairman Paul Lloyd. Paul Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for uh, being here, actually. It's uh, sun is shining and uh, it's not raining, and that's a very good sign so far. And uh, lots of people come through the gate. There's an extraordinary amount of people coming through the gate. I'm really surprised by the numbers, and a lot of people that have come over have said to us how, how great the crowd is and the amount of children as well, and uh, it's been phenomenal. And pets too, I might add. Yes, particularly the dogs on a leash. Hey Paul, tell us a little bit about your, you sit, so as we know all four days we've spoken about before is is co-hosted with the Falcon GT Car Club of Western Australia and also the Mustang Owners Car Club of Western Australia, so you're the representative for the Falcon GT Car Club. Tell us how that relationship's worked really well over the years, tell us a bit about that. Well I've been on the committee since the mid-90s. Um, and we've always worked in with the Mustang Owners Club. Um, we have uh, matched person for person, so we have two treasurers, two co-chairmen, uh, and basically everyone else on the committee is matched one for one, so both clubs have equal say in what happens uh, on voting and everything else. All decisions we make is made um, in the interests of the whole committee um, and being a fundraising um, organisation. It is, um, it's good that it's worked that way and we never have a conflict. It's been very good. It is a relationship that's worked really well over the years. As a little kid, my little kid, I shouldn't say that, as a teenager, I'll say, I remember coming to All Four Day and the relationship was there back then. Tell us a bit about yourself. I, I've done a bit of research myself. You were uh, eight times clubman for Falcon GT Car Club, eight times clubman, and oh, no, eight times president as well? Yeah, I've been the president a few times. Um, yeah, I'm a mechanic by trade, um, did my apprenticeship with uh, Jack Brabham's in Sydney and uh, always had an interest in Fords and still have. But that sort of commitment, that's a huge commitment to the car club, isn't it? I mean, to be president that for that many years, I think I looked back, it goes right back to the early the 80s I saw your name there. So it's a, it's a big commitment, of voluntary commitment, isn't it? It's always, um, I mean, any, any, any committee position is um, time-consuming and 
you got to love what you're doing and uh, take a good interest in it. And it's like most clubs, uh, many clubs these days, there's less and less people available to do the work. And that is a problem that's happening across the board, not just with cars, it's with every sort of club. Yeah, and that's why it's important, I guess, the collaboration of two car clubs coming together to do this 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 kind of event. Tell us a little bit about your XT, am I correct, GT? Uh, yes, I still have one of those and another one. Um, yeah, it's basically a Zircon Green XT GT. Uh, it's a nostalgic drag car, but I'm putting it back to road use. And... Um, yeah, it's a bit of an animal, but um, it's been I'm detuning it at the moment, so that it's uh, more user friendly. And just while we're talking about um, all four day, it, one of the charities we're going to try and catch up with Kevin shortly. But tell us one about the charities here, Warrior Racing. Just tell us a little bit about them and the work that the the the, the ability that you've given those guys to to raise funds today. Um, I've spoken to Kevin, the uh, chairman at. Um, of, of Warrior. Uh, I've known him for a long time. We've never supported him previously. Uh, we, we commit to different charities at each event and um, spoke to Kevin, one of the guys on the committee nominated uh, Warrior Racing because of their uh, support of veterans um, and the problems a lot of the veterans have with housing, mental problems and um, we have, as a body, um, invited them to be here and we'll support them and uh, hopefully uh, it'll financially be a benefit to them. I'm sure it will be. I mean, I know they're, they're cooking a lot of sausages. They've had a heap of people on their stand, so I'm sure they've, they've if anything, they've got the name out there, that's, that's for sure. Hey, Paul, look, really appreciate your time and thanks for allowing the Talk and Power podcast to, to come here and be a part of it today. We really appreciate it and, uh, yeah, we look forward to doing it again in two years' time. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that you uh, have been here and uh, you've brought some good cars down too and uh, the public obviously like them. A couple of drag cars, they're good uh, people gatherers and uh, you know people like to see things that are different. So we like to encourage anybody with a Ford, whether it's in uh, partly restored, bare chassis, which you've seen here today, um, through to, you know, prestigious... Um, you know, show cars, and uh, the thing is to get them out and about. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. Hey, Paul, look, really appreciate your time. Thanks for thanks for everything. Thank you. I come here with Kevin Otway, the uh, chairman and CEO. and CEO of Warrior Racing. Kevin, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, thank you. Um, what we're here today is. Uh, you know, just uh, promoting and raising awareness for Warrior Race and Australian Homeless Veterans. It's a very important job that you're doing, Kevin, and I must say, I'm really, it's, I'm really honoured to be here sitting with you right now talking about this, this ch- uh, charity that you're working on. Tell us the importance of re- returning servicemen and women, how important it is um, in looking after these people that have served our country. Well, what it is, um, is uh, I served uh, back in, uh, started in around 1970 and I worked uh, uh, in the uh, army, I joined the regular army and uh, I served in 7 Battalion uh, who were in Vietnam at the time and uh, after uh, their return, I think I come and did the uh, SAS selection course 
during that time there, uh, I spent another six years in the SAS regiment, and at the end of it, I could see there was no more conflicts. Uh, so I decided I would do something different. So I joined the West Australian Police Force, uh, and I did another 20 years there in the, uh, general duties, uh, traffic, and um, then I uh, did a stint for 13 years in the CIB. So I decided uh, to go into business. So when I've retired, I've decided that I want to return certain things for veterans and first responders, that includes the police. So I started a charity, uh, Warrior Race Unlimited, and then also Australian Homeless Veterans to return uh, what I've got out of it, I want to return it to the veterans. It's really important, isn't it, Kevin? And I think uh, a lot of it's lost on our community today. No, I shouldn't say lost, but I think it's not in the focus how important the work for returning servicemen and women, how important that work is. Well, you're right there. And unfortunately, a lot of people uh, have served and they've uh, served overseas in conflicts and they get a little bit uh, damaged, damage, and especially of recent years, 20 years of in war, uh, in Afghanistan and uh, Iraq and they've returned here and you know the government, the DVA are very good uh, in looking after but you've got to have all your bottles lined up and make sure it's right and a lot of servicemen and ex-servicemen people really don't like to go through the traumatic situation so they just give up and don't get anything so we're here uh, to look after them and put them in the right direction to get help from because they deserve it most certainly most certainly so tell us a bit about how you auger in the well tell us firstly a bit about the racing the racing side of the the, the charity it you've got a, a improved production vehicle over there it's an fg falcon um that's piloted by grant johnson uh, two times ute brute ute champion from memory tell us a bit about how that augers in with the charity Okay, because I'm always uh, in and loved and been involved in motor racing. I used to own the Caterpillar race team where John Bow drove me. Um, also, we had Jason Bright drive me and Craig Lambs. So uh, when I got out of the V8 supercar scene and come back, I uh, built a production car. I was going to drive it myself, and then I sort of realised that uh, my you know reflexes and everything weren't up to what they should be, and it's it's a younger man's game. So I uh, knew Grant and his dad, Phil, so I asked Grant, would he like our car? So we uh, got an improved production car. Uh, I done it up and put it in uh, veterans' charity uh, and people that support veterans. And uh, Grant come down. We run about two seasons. Um, and then we developed another organisation looking after veterans uh, called Australian Homeless Veterans. We uh, shelved the car for the last couple of years. Um, now we're getting to the stage where we're going to put it back on the track because we, we didn't want to mix up donated money in for homeless veterans. We didn't want to uh, interfere and let people think we're just going motor racing and having fun. So now we do fundraisers and all that, raise money, and so we can get back on track to uh, run the car again. It is, uh, I, I was going to lead into that as well, but I do recall very vividly your work with, you did with at Cat Racing back in the day and how that's, it's, it's really interesting to see names like yours still in the scene, still in motorsport and, and giving back to the community. Tell us a bit about, about, we'll just go back a step here, tell us a bit about those days with the, with the Cat Racing and John Bow. I know our co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini has fond memories of like 
John Bauer actually was spent a lot of time here in Western Australia and used to get around in WA. Tell us a bit about, because really you were kind of it in terms of a, a modern supercar team based in Western Australia. Well, I had uh, quite a large uh, transport company those days, so there was uh, always a bit of spare money around. So I always wanted to go motor racing, and uh, I heard that John Bow was, um, you know, looking for a new drive because he'd been at uh, Dick Johnson's for uh, so, something like 11 years. So, and, and I had a contact, so we built a, a V8 supercar in our workshop, a EL Falcon, and Steve Renshaw, I must give him a mention, uh, built it out in his workshop, the EL. And uh, Les Laidlaw came over from Dick Johnson, and uh, he wanted to put the team together, so we, uh, we, he knew John pretty well from the cigarette paper days when all the sponsorship money's around was around. So we went back and uh, we spoke to John, we flew to Melbourne and met John over there and had a conversation and uh, we built him and we went off to the Grand Prix in 2000 and I'll never forget that because we were the quickest, uh, third quickest qualifying and over the weekend of our first EL Falcon uh, we got on the podium for third place which no one had ever done that so uh, John was a terrific steerer uh, and uh, a, a great guy, uh, and we just uh, worked it from there. Shortly after we run the EL, then we built an AU in Perth here. Yeah, I, I do recall that, actually. I have fond memories of that. Um, so tell us, um, you've got two big events coming up soon. We've got the walk with a veteran, uh, the walk, and then the, the dinner the same night. Can you talk us through a bit about those two events? Not a problem. I'd just like to say, you know, in regards to uh, the veteran, uh, we're finishing this uh, program here today, and uh, then on the uh, 12th, Friday the 12th of uh, November, we're doing a, uh, a gala dinner, which we do it, uh, did it last year, and we get about 300 people in the room, and we raise uh, awareness, and we have... Uh, inspirational speakers in Troy Simmons and uh, Marty Kalane that run marathons and people that walk in Thailand and then uh, after that dinner we auction stuff off and raise funds. Two days later on the Sunday the 14th we then have a walk with a veteran and this walk with a veteran is all the people come in their families whatever and they walk around the bridges and uh, raise awareness and uh, funds to put back to our uh, veterans in need. Yeah, no, so that's on the 12th of November from memory? Yes, it is. On the 12th of November is the gala dinner. If you go to our webpage, which is www.warriorracing, uh, in all lowercase, .com.au. So it's www.warriorracing.au. Kevin, tell us a bit about, it's a very good website by the way, I got, did all my, most of my research there, so you've done very well with the website. Tell us some of the patrons of Warrior Racing. Okay, our, uh, our patron is Ben Robert Smith, MGVC, and our other patron is uh, Commander Mick Sutherland. Now I joined the police force with Mick, and uh, Mick is now the commander in charge of Traffic WA. Yeah, some great patrons there, and uh, you know, I, I think you guys are doing a magnificent job. Um, so, yeah, Facebook page as well. Yes, we do have a Facebook page. So go to 
uh, Warrior Racing um, Limited, that's our Facebook page, and we also have another Facebook page, Australian Homeless Veterans, where we look after our veterans in need or homeless and make sure they've got accommodation and they're not sleeping on a park bench in a car or in a under a traffic bridge. Kevin, that's magnificent. I think the work you're doing is, is magnificent and uh, it's a credit to you. Got a whole team of volunteers out there. Any shout-out to anyone? They're, they're cooking snaggers today, raising funds. Any shout-outs you'd like to do? Oh, well, I'd like to thank the te- uh, team here and... Uh, you know, obviously, I've got my, uh, I've got another one of our directors here, which is uh, Superintendent uh, Tony Flack. He's uh, he's out here running around the place. He's just walking past us now. Um, you know, for these guys to come out here, and my wife, obviously, uh, Quan, she's helping out, and my daughter, Katie, um, and then all the team. They're all veterans, and all their wives, uh, Navy veterans, and they come up here and help us out with the army guys uh troy simmons uh, one of our other directors uh and uh you help out and uh raise funds for our uh, veterans uh they're a great team of people i'd like to thank them very much for that now they're doing a magnificent job cooking snaggers here have been going at it from i think about seven o'clock this morning so you've done a magnificent job you and the team hey kevin thank you very much thanks for your time on coming on the podcast we really appreciate it Thank you very much, and I'm proud to be here and uh, talk to you guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, People, please, if you want to drop in or support Warrior Racing or make a small donation, that would be fantastic because it's a great cause. And one thing I want to say is, you know, most of these charities and everything have have a a lot of people with CEOs and all that and uh, big offices and company cars uh, driving around we have none of that we uh, do everything as volunteers and all my team myself being the uh, founder the CEO and the chairman every dollar apart from postage or little things like that every dollar we raise goes to our veterans in need that's magnificent that's good to know and our listeners will certainly appreciate that Uh, for all of our listeners on 88.5 FM and also on the podcast as well yeah, you heard that. That's the money goes directly back to the charity. So that's that's magnificent to know. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here, and thank you all you listeners. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Take care. Okay, talking power podcast. This is a special episode. We're coming from all four day down here at the Talk and Power stand, and I'm here with Anton Aquilia. Anton, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Anton, tell us a little bit about your, the, the XD out there, you've got an XD Falcon, that's actually garnered a fair bit of attention already. It's only 9.47, we've been here, the show's been open for 17 minutes, and I reckon there's been about six or seven people crawling underneath that, having a good look at it, taking photos. So. Tell us, I know I've known you for many, many years. So tell us a bit, that XD you've had since, correct me if I'm wrong, 17 years old? Uh, yes, bought it when I was uh, 16 in 1994. So that was my first car. Um, basically bought it as a, uh, as a six-cylinder. And uh, it was my daily driver, basically, the tape and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was just basically uh, very hard to find. And now it's... Uh, going what 20 something years and, and I still have it. Um, it's had a few changes obviously. It's not, not the same as what it was back in 94. 
I know it's a beautiful car, and uh, it's you, you, as I said, you've had that for for a long period of time. Talk us through because it wasn't it wasn't always. I mean, yeah, you've never done the panel and paint on it, have you? That's no, still the original panel no, and paint. No, it's all original panel and paint. So, um, yes, yeah, so basically a 250 uh, six-cylinder alloy head 4.1, uh, 81 model. So uh, it was like that for uh, air conditioning. Had that through my high school days. And um, basically in year 2000, I decided to uh, put a 351 and try and drive the, uh, drain the drivetrain and uh, C4, uh, nine-inch diff and port polish the, um, the uh, heads and wind, or wind um, manifold and basically since then basically just kept it tidy uh, lowered suspension uh, tinted windows of what it was back in the day and um, ended up putting the pursuities and the red walls and and um, recently I've in the last two years or so I thought I would wanted to fix up the engine bay a little bit so I got a bit of a tidy up got rid of, got rid of the old chrome stuff and made it all original as the Ford Blue and, and it sits there now and it's uh, yeah it's going back 20 something years and i still have it I'm, I'm loving it you do love it and uh it's um as you said it's it, it it just as i said look i mean you can still have a heap of people looking at it right now as we speak and um yeah, it's, it's a magnificent car it's always been one of my favorites i mean i'm an xe man as you know yep. and uh, i know that's xd but you know it's a beautiful car talk us through i know it's not your only Ford. talk us through your other one as well yeah so uh Going back at the age of 13, I fell in love with the XY series and um, always wanted one. I remember buying my first picture and, and wanted one desperately. But obviously at a 13-year-old, you know, you, you dream and you, you want one and you tell your dad to buy one. And back in the day, I think a GT was about 20 grand, which was probably seemed to be expensive. Um, one of the cars that are here today, um, the uh, Johnny Ladies, old man's XY, we were playing soccer together and we happened to go back to the club and take a drive with it and at that moment I made it uh, yep I want to get one so I um, after I got married I was driving the GT limousines for quite a long time that's and right for Arthur wasn't yes, it yes so yeah. I was driving pretty much twice a week on a Friday Saturday night doing school balls and um, weddings and uh, used to drive his face three and just got the itchy feet and I had to go get one yeah so uh, ended up with an XY Fairmont six cylinder because it was the best one I could find at the time uh, pretty much all the ones back then were just not looked after. And two years later, decided to rip the engine and do the same thing. So I've, I've got an XY as well, which is not here today. And um, just slowly fixing that up and leaving it as a Fairmont. And yeah, yeah. it's another one of my pride and joys. Yeah. Talk us through the XD. That's, this is its maiden all four days. Has it ever been all four days before? It hasn't been in four days since 1997, believe it or not. Oh, wow. I've, for whatever reason, just come to the four day and not brought it. So it has yeah. been to one. This would be its second one. Um, don't know why I didn't bring it earlier, but um, the way it looks now is probably what I've always wanted it to mm. do, and, and that's how it's going to stay now. Yep, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about it before with, with Johnny over there. Like, I mean, they're so hard to get now, these cars. But, you know, years ago, we were they were down at the Pines, and we treated them <laughs> like, like Geminis, didn't we? You'd, yeah, true. You'd, you'd see them on the side of the road, rusty. You'd find the usual spots in the back of the quarters with the rusty holes or, you know, they just wouldn't be looked after. But they're becoming a sought-after vehicle now. Um, they're starting to be better in value. Um, recently with the Perth Car Club and the joining of the new C4C, I've been able to ring up Shannon's and get a proper valuation on it and I think it's it's worth its money now or whatever it is. Mm. And, um, yeah, you're right. You just The ones that are around, other than the ones that have had restorations, which this has, hasn't on the outside, 
they're not looking too well. So, um, mm. yeah, it looks like it's getting a bit of a look today. So I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> it's good. No, no, you should be. You should be. And you're very proud of that car. And, and so you should be because it's, it is a beautiful car. And uh, it kind of, you know, we've got a few XYs here. We've got Johnny's XW there. You know, we've got a, a mix of cars. We've got like some late model. We've got an FG over there and Simon's BA. Uh, Johnny's EF behind us as well. But we kind of needed their XD, XE sort of era or yeah. XF era represented. And I thought, oh, well, what better car to represent the, that era than, than yours? So no, I appreciate the invitation. It's great. Um, I know the guys I've bumped in today, I think they... Uh, remember it driving around Balcat and Sterling where I grew up so uh, when it's out they know that it's me because it's probably one of the only ones that's still hanging around that looks the same mm. other than some of the things so they know it's Antoine's car which is yep. good um, so yeah look there it is there it's um, not many of them survived in the suburbs did they I mean everyone mine you know got rid of mine uh, and then the guys yep, that I yours. sold it to they got rid of it as well and they've all sort of disappeared from their neighbourhood I know a couple of others that are no longer there but um, yeah, it's great to see it, and it's great to—it's still in the neighbourhood, and it's yeah. great. It's great that you brought it here today. We really appreciate it. No, thank you. And yeah, like what you're saying, I remember when I first got my license. Um, the ones that were around were either drag cars, or they'd been put big engines in them, and they were dragging them, and they were all, you know, thrashing the crap out of them somewhere. But I don't know where they are now. I don't think there any of them are surviving. So mm, if yeah. mine's a survival, it's uh, it's still doing its job. It's a good thing you've got two kids to pass it on to as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, they love getting in it. And um, the, the not the last uh, uh, Perth Car Club run, but the one that we went up to, um, Crispy Creams and Whitfords. I had the whole family, and the wife hadn't been it for twenty years. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, you know, gave a little bit of stick on the way home. Nothing stupid, but they just enjoyed it. And my wife actually came home and said that was a really good night. And the kids couldn't wait for the next one. No, they good. were really happy about being in the back of that car. It was it was good. I had a smile on my face, so I went home happy. That's excellent. That's what it's all <laughs> Can't about. Can't wait for eh? the next one. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, Antoine, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's thanks great. for having me. Yeah, and great. And thank you very much for bringing your car on the Talking Power display. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for Talking Power for having me. Thank you very no much. No worries. Nick. Take care. Okay, I'm here with Rob Harvey of Monster Talk. Hey, Rob, thanks for joining us on the podcast, and I must thank you for bringing your car down as well today. Um, thanks for joining us. G'day, Nick. How are you going? Yeah, thanks for having us and giving us the opportunity to come down and yeah, put the car on display with you. Hey, I've got to be honest with you. The FG had a crowd probably three or four deep most of today, and that's I'm, I'm not joking. I, I, I say that sincerely. It had a lot of people looking at it. A lot of interest in late model Falcons, obviously, at the moment. Tell us, do you see that's where the trend is at the moment? Oh, definitely, especially with the, the FG. Um, they're a bit of a favourite of ours as well, but they've become the new RB of the scene, and guys are, you know, the value of the cars have gone up a fair bit, and they're, they're holding on to them, and yeah. very, very popular car at the moment. Tell us a bit about that one. You call it... And, and Simon called it that as well, the bunky. I, I'm curious to know where you get that, that terminology from. Generally, a bunky is a bunky, but I, I, would, I wouldn't call that a bunky. We, we nicknamed it bunky because it's actually got really good gear in it. Um, it, didn't, it didn't look that flash until it was wrapped, yep. um, but it's got really, really good running gear in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us, you're making 1,200 horsepower. At I was actually there that day, and there was a huge amount of excitement. Race Wars, 313, 
over the thousand metre. Tell us a bit about that. So the car was, a few, most people know, but the car was put together in a seven to ten day period, roughly, um, for race wars. It's made 12.30 or something at the tyres. It went 3.13 over the thousand metre. Um, very, very happy with it. Um, a lot of hard work in that period to make a car happen. The car then went to the drags and was able to run an 889 at 161. Yeah, okay. And that, yeah, that's formidable as well, 889, 161. Tell me, that race horse, that's a record for a... For a that's for a, the for fastest F- Falcon, yeah. like as in far as an FG goes. Um, we've got four of those now off the top of my head that have done 300, but that's been the quickest one so mm. far. Yep, yep. No, I remember that day I was down there with you. I know you were extremely busy, and but I think we had a quick chat that day as well down in Albany. You did, you did catch yeah. me for about two yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, we're just hoping it goes ahead again down in Albany. It's a pretty of a favourite event for us down there. You get to get away from Perth and the whole lead up to it. So yeah, we love it. It's exciting time, isn't it? I I, I really enjoy the racehorse experience as well, like more than anything. Albany is such a beautiful part of Western Australia now, and. And it well, always has been. And, um, yeah, I, I think it, a lot of people enjoy it. I think, uh, like, the, the whole lead-up to it, getting away from Perth, the drive down, like, with a group of guys, it's, yeah, it's been fantastic. Mm. And the locals down there can't do enough. Like, yeah. we've needed support down there in the past, and they just bend over backwards. Mm. Like, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Rob, tell us a bit about Monster Talk. I know you, when we've been talking, you've been extremely busy. Tell us a bit about how everything's going there. Yeah, so we're just trying to get a handle on the new shop that we've moved to and, and still get set up. Hopefully, we'll have a you know, we'll have a bit of a break around Christmas and get finally finished there so we can be a little bit more efficient. But, yeah, the new shop's going well. Dino Cell's worked out really, really well for us. So, yeah, fully soundproof. Yep creates a pretty nice environment for the guys and yeah it's still been flat out gearboxes from new zealand sydney melbourne queensland still so oh, it's awesome been, yeah under the pump oh, good work good work rob tell us um any other builds you've got going on at the moment just completed a couple of thousand horsepower builds um we've got two new combos that we'll work on in the new year mm-hmm. um can't say too much about them but yeah we'll be looking to make some pretty serious power out of two cars and they should be ready sort of mid next year Mm -hmm. so yeah it's pretty pretty exciting times certainly certainly monster talk where i know you've got an excellent website i must say it's a very good website monstertalk.com.au where else can we find facebook facebook page page is probably the biggest thing um we haven't put a lot of effort into social media, unfortunately, but that's something we'll be looking into in the new mm. year. But, yeah, definitely Facebook's the biggest one for us. I know it's a, it's a husband and wife team, yourself and Kate, and it's, it takes a lot of work doing this. I mean, working on cars is a lot of work. Social media is just another thing, another beast, isn't it? And Yeah, Kate's a big part of the business. Like, she was up at 5 o'clock this morning with me mm. to wash the car, so she was the one that told me I had to get out and make it happen. So, yeah, Kate has a yeah a lot of hands-on. It was certainly worth it because I've got to be honest with you. As I said to you, I'm not. I'm not trying to blow wind up, you know, smoke up your rear end here. It was. It was, had a lot of people and a lot of interest that car. So I, I hats off to you. I think uh, it's where it's at at the moment. Yeah. Look, they are definitely growing on people. They make good power for you know a realistic price. Um, you can still drive them every day. Like that car's got stock camshafts in it. It's just they're just a good combo. Mm, yeah. 
the obligatory burnout as we leave, people leaving at the moment. So that's a bit, that's a bit sad to hear, isn't it? But anyway, hey, Rob, look, thanks for your time today. I know it's a Sunday and I know for you to come down here to, to be asked. So really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, thanks for joining us here. No worries. Thanks at all for having me. Good no worries. You. Take care, Rob. All right. Welcome to Talking Power podcast here. We're transmitting from the All Ford Day. Uh, for those on the stand, yeah, have a good look around. Uh, two of these cars are actually for sale. So if you're interested, the red XY over here, not Bruno's, but this one over here is for sale. And the the white door slammer over there is also for sale. So Simon Gonzo Travellini is on hand. He will answer any of your questions. Um, just yell out and uh, he will answer any of your questions. Speaking of red XYs, we got another one on the stand, and he's joined me, Bruno Tartaglia. Bruno, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Nick. Pleasure to be here. Hey, Bruno, tell us your lovely XY GT over there. Tell us a little bit about that. It's uh, it's my favourite colour combo. So t talk us through that one, actually, and how long you've had it for. Yeah, so that one there, um, it's a bit of nostalgia there. Um, it's more so that... Uh, bring back the years uh, in the family we've had XY Falcons and XBs and C's and D's so it's been a, a Falcons been a long time in the family so when the opportunity came up and it presented itself it brought back uh, a lot of memories of my late father okay yeah no that's you know that's a lot of a lot of this cars also tell a story they tell a story about our lives don't they they're not just um they're not just cars, are they? And and we spoke about this at the uh, Gone But Not Have Forgotten, which was the Holden show, which I won't say too loudly here, but but we spoke about it there where a car can also tell a story about you and, and the people in your family, can't it? Exactly. So as much as it's a, a, a Vermilion Fire GT replica, uh, I would have been more than happy having a um, an XY Falcon just to bring back the nostalgia from my uh, earlier days. And um, but it's uh, it's fantastic just to have the old school indicator, the old school steering wheels, uh, enjoying the uh, the top loader hitting that pretty hard when I get on the road. So it's it's all good. <laughs> I did realise that when you pulled up, I never really I, even I've seen a car before, but I'd never paid a great deal of attention to it. But yeah, I've seen it's a, a four speed uh, manual, so top loader. What's that like driving then? Yeah. Um, I have to be honest with you, Nick. The car's given me a bit of work since I've had it. Yeah. Haven't had it too long, but when I get it on the road, I give a bit of stick back. Yeah. So yeah. I, I put it through its paces, and the top loader works well, and, um, and it's a good, solid, reliable car, which I really enjoy. Um, and yeah, just doing those one percenters, bringing it all back, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful car. Beautiful car. Tell us, it's not your only Ford. I know you've got another one as well, BA. Uh, that's right. So. As well. Initially, when um, Ford stopped making the uh, the GTs and brought back the uh, 2003 BAGT, um, fell in love with that one, mm -hmm. and uh, that one there is a Grand Touring Premium. So GTP 2003, again Vermilion Fly or Blood Orange, as stamped on the uh, registration plate, and uh, I'm proud to have that in the garage as well. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to. I look forward to seeing that one one day as well. So when you get a chance, 
Bruno, tell her the, the love affair with the Ford. It goes back, goes back. It always goes back to our fathers or, or our family at some point, or a cousin or something oh, like right. that, doesn't it? Exactly. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, you're spot on there, Nick. Um, so again, family. My my father and uh, my uncles are all into the um, taxi vehicles, wedding cars on a Saturday. So there'll be no minute where the car would come back off the road, uh, spit and polish. Ribbons go on, way it goes for a Saturday afternoon wedding. Yeah. And yeah. it was full on. Uh, the cars were pristine, even though they had a million Ks around the clock. Mm. Uh, no problems with diffs, no problems with uh, gearboxes. It just kept on servicing, it kept on going. Yeah. So, yeah, the love affair's always been there. Um, and then, obviously, growing up, we've had our cars, and, and I had the hand-me-downs of the uh, XBs, and uh, as a, an ex-taxi getting on the road, and then my first car as a solo was a XD Fairmont gear. Oh yeah! Oh wow! So Jeez. that was it was nice. Yeah, and they, I mean we were just talking to Antoine before and about XDs and like back in the day they weren't you know they were pretty popular they were everywhere, and we didn't really probably look after them all that well, did we? But we're kind of ru- ruining that, aren't we now? Aren't we? Uh, but look, I have to say Anton's XD out there it's spectacular. It's sitting nice, presents well. Um, yeah, no, look, you're right, um, but back in my day, I'm a little bit too anal, so mine was sitting right, it had Mickey Thompson's on the arse end, uh, TA's on the front end, it, um, it presented well, sat well, and I, I remember, Nick, I did my brother-in-law's wedding, and we had four guys in the car, and by the time I got to the wedding venue, I, ter- I was tearing strips off the Mickey Mickey Thompsons because I was sitting that hard on the wheels, you know. <laughs> I think uh, on the phone you said that one had strikers. Was that correct? Spot on. Yeah, I yeah. remember you saying on the phone it had yeah, strikers. Yeah, strikers. It was unreal, man. You know, um, hey, Nick, back in the day, all we had to worry about was getting our wage packet on a Friday, filling the car up, shining up the strikers, and away we go yeah, on a weekend. Yeah. That was the yeah. best, mate, you know. I know even Linda over there, my wife, he, yeah. her brother did the same. He had strikers too on his on his premier oh, and did, uh, did the same thing every every single Saturday. Oh no, sorry, Linda had to Linda. do it. She's telling us she was <laughs> <laughs> for ten bucks. It's not actually not bad coin for the eighties. He had it over you, Linda Manaya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, yeah, no, it was um, attention to detail was always nice and um, and. What do you do? That's mm. that's our passion, Nick. You know. Yeah. yeah so you is. enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tell us, Bruno. I mean, you've you've joined the car club as oh, well. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about the car club culture and what what that means to you as well. Yeah, I um, I was thankfully introduced to the club uh, by a good mate of mine, and uh, he says you've got to come on board. It's Dom, was, wasn't it? Dom, Dom, Dom Ferraro. Yeah, yeah Dom thanks. Ferraro. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it was really pleasing to get Dom to, to, to mention to uh, get on board and he dropped a few names and I, I said oh well you know this is it we're in because uh, the club is fantastic for, uh, for, the, for the perks but more so the uh, friendship now and the old boys that we've, we were knocking around with many moons ago we're all getting back together mm. uh, sharing that company the love and passion for the cars all right, Bruno. Well, look, we'll let you go go there. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And more to the point, thank you for bringing your car down today. I know your car doesn't very rarely get get wet, and I know it's looking not very promising out there. The sun, uh, there's no sun at all, but it's looking a bit dark. But look, I really appreciate you bringing the car down.
Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, I think the, the rain will hold off, so we'll get home nice and safely. Thank no you for worries. having me, Nick. No dramas. Thanks, Bruno. Cheers. All right, that brings this podcast to an end. This was the All Four Day special podcast. Uh, I'd sincerely like to thank all the guys that brought their cars down for the day. Uh, so Phil, John, Johnny, Simon, Giovanni, Bruno, Antoine, Rob, uh, and Todd, of course, as well, for coming down. Trevor, Emiliano, for bringing some of the cars down as well. Uh, and Linda and the kids as well for coming down and helping out. Um, it was a great day. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we look forward to the next All Four Day in a couple of years' time. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon. Take care. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.